Hey gang, how are you? Kevin Goatee, gutting the sacred cow. Holy Christ, do we have ourselves a hell of an episode for you. This week, we have Ralph Sutton from the SDR show and Gas Digital doing, you ready for this one? Avengers Endgame. Wow, the highest grossing film of all time. One of the best Marvel movies of all time. Ralph Sutton has the balls to come on here and try and take it down. Before we get into it, Thank you all so very much, yet again, keeping us in the top 100 of the iTunes movie reviews. If you have, if you're a new fan, if you have not yet done so, please, a five-star rating, three-sentence review. Do not forget, live tickets, not many left. Remember, it's a socially distanced theater for the live show. Bill and Joanne, January 23rd, next year, of course, 2021. At the AMC in Clifton, we're doing the Karate Kid as per Joanne's request. Yeah, she's got a mean streak in her, that gal. Get your tickets at guttingthesacredcow.com. And listen, thank you all again for being friends and fans of the show. Thank you to our new fans. And we hope you enjoyed that little bonus episode we snuck out out there last week. Pretty cool, right? The uh, 2020 year in review. But in the meantime, enjoy Ralph Sutton doing Avengers Endgame. Gather round, here's what I know It's just that this cow has got to go I know some people kinda like it, yeah, it's trending right now Yeah, it doesn't matter cause we're good in the sacred cow you just listen to the old Pork Chop Express here now and take his advice on a dark and stormy night when the lightning's crashing and the thunder's rolling and the rain's coming down and sheets as thick as lead. Kevin Israel, name that film. You're going to do the same movie like two weeks in a row? Did I really do this before two weeks in a row? Shit. Not You did a different quote, but it's Big Trouble in Little China. Ah, all right. Good for you. I felt you know, I supposedly the reason why that movie did well, didn't do well was the name. They realized afterwards that it was the worst name for a movie. And that's why that movie should have done better. It was a great movie. I'm also, I'm also, it's an excellent movie. I'm also was told that Chinese people don't like magic. So that when they, when there's a lot of magic involved, it's, it's against their religion. They, oh, really? they really get pissy about it, which is why they really had to get cute with the Dr. Strange stuff and the Avenger stuff. So oh, interesting. I never yeah. heard that. Well, kids, here we are. We're chopping it up here on gutting the sacred cow podcast. Kevin Israel Kevin Goatee, of course, myself, and we are joined by the creator of Gas Digital himself, the SDR show, Ralph Sutton. Ralph, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Thank Happy you for having me, gentlemen. Nice to see, to see the Kevins. Yes, we are. Ralph, before we get in, I want not you give a, an early shout out. Where can we find you? What else are you up to? Uh, well, follow me everywhere at I am Ralph Sutton. I believe in social symmetry. I say that all the time. Uh, the SDR show everywhere at the SDR show. And I also do a health and wellness podcast called Good Sugar. And you could find that at goodsugar.life. Oh, that's cool. Which I started not that long ago with the, I don't know if you guys, if you're in New York often, but there's a vegan juice brand called Juice Press that I helped build. Yeah. And the founder oh, yeah, of that company yeah. and I, we do a, a podcast together about some mythology and what's right and wrong in the world of, of uh, health and wellness. Well, that's perfect because I just had a pork chop for dinner. So <laughs> I, I, get, I eat horrible, but I, I, if anything, it's made me at least evaluate what I'm eating before I eat it. Does that make it like, even if you're just taking a half second thought 
before you eat the pork chop and you go, yeah, it's probably not the right thing I'm going to eat anyway. <laughs> that is a step in the right direction is how I look at it. Not that I want to one-up you. I just said sausage and pepper. So I'm a little bit <laughs> harsher reality than you are. Is there are vegetables in that. <laughs> yeah, there are, but they're with tomato paste and so, well, vegetable oil. But uh, yeah, no, actually juicing. I do a juice cleanse a few times a year. My old saying after people go, what's it like? I go, never trust a fart after the second day. That's all yeah. I can recommend. I'd say never be less than 10 feet away. Never not be less than 10 feet away from a bathroom. Oh, it's yeah. Crazy. Yeah, this, especially at the second day when it's had a chance to really get in there and sink in and take hold. Because, man, when you blast away, it is vicious. I actually don't know if I believe that they're good for you. Just juice cleanses. Mm-hmm. I do think everyone should have a green juice. But I don't know if we should be living on juices. Even if for a cleanse, I don't think it's good for you. That's why I only do a three-day cleanse at most, and that's it. It helps me drop a good seven to ten pounds to look good in a bathing suit, and then away we go. Well, we didn't come in here to talk about juice cleanses and horse shit and Peloton and all that nonsense. Ralph has chosen, I dare say, probably, if not the crown jewel, 1B on the crown jewel, and that is Avengers Endgame. I'm glad you said that, Kev, because I was thinking about it today. Yes. This is probably the biggest movie that somebody's come into gut. This is, what, what do you mean by big? In what sense biggest? What, I, think the, I think it's the most profitable movie of all time. I think in that, in, this, in just the size of the, of the budget and the money involved sense, and the, the, the love and the fandom sense, I think this is probably one of the, the, the biggest movies. A budget, as uh, Ralph had alluded to, of three hundred and fifty-six million dollars that is almost 100 napoleon dynamites <laughs> a box office haul of 2.798 billion highest grossing movie ever ever yeah, that billion. ever and imdb as we all know is a one through one, one through 10 scale with decimal points, I want our guest, Ralph Sutton. Ralph, what did Avengers Endgame get on the IMDb scale? Well, that's a good question. Um, I'm going to go 8.4. Kevin Israel. 8.9. Ralph Sutton, you are now the proud winner of two showcases. 8.4 on the wow, fucking wow, tits. Wow. I swear to God, I did not look that up. That was just a real <laughs> guess. Oh yeah, Kevin Israel right in the neighborhood too. You're good at this too, Kevin Israel. Now we're going to the Rotten Tomatoes score, as we all know, is a one through one hundred score range. What did the critics give Avengers Endgame? The critics five, eighty-five, eighty-five. Ralph, I'm going to go with eighty-two percent. Ninety-four. Wow, that was not wow. That's not what I expected. Wow, wow, wow. Audience score, Ralph. Your honor, your honor. I, mean, I think I made the mistake that it's the other way around, so I'm sticking with my 82%. I forget if it's always critics that go higher and audience that goes higher, one or the other, so I'm going with 82 again. Kevin Israel. See, I was with Ralph. I thought the critics were going to go lower because I was going to go in the 90s for right. That's what uh, I mean. for the fans, but I still, I still got to think it's in the 90s. I'm going to say 95. 90. Wow. Wow. Floored. I was floored, too, doing the research. Ralph, you were up against a wall with this one. Yeah. 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 Wow. Right. Kevin Israel, when I text you that Ralph chose Avengers Endgame, I'm very surprised I did not get your usual response when picking a film that we like, and that is, ah, go fuck yourself. You know why? Well, I don't want to say why. Okay. I'll say why when I give my reviews. Quotes on your left. 
Avengers Assemble, whatever it takes. I love you 3000. I still until it gives my daughter quite often. And the last one, I am, inevit- I am inevitable and I an Iron Man. Kevin Israel, did I leave any meat on the bone for you? I mean, you picked all the, you picked pretty, the, pretty much the good ones, but did you, did you say that that is America's ass? I did not. Uh, that, and uh, I, I liked, um, uh, hey, new girl, we're all down in that, with that superhero life, but uh, Rhodes said that to Yeah, um, yeah we're all in that superhero life. That was a good line. I yeah. like when, uh, when uh, Thor said, I like her. I like this one. That was yep. a good line. Yeah, yeah. Ralph, any other quotes you have? Um, by the way, I hate the I love you 3000 quote so much because it's just meaningless nonsense. Hated it so much. Five. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I think I, those are the big ones. I think those are the ones that stick out the most. I think it's the first one he said Avengers Assemble in. I don't think they ever actually no. said it. They said that. it. Didn't they say it at the end of Infinity War, Kevin? No, he went Avengers. And it ended like that. He didn't yeah. say assemble. It was implied, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't, okay. I don't I thought that was the first time, but I could be wrong. Five fun facts. Five fun facts. Five fun facts for you right now. It's time for five fun more facts. Five fun facts for you right now. I love you 3000 came from Robert Downey Jr. telling his own kids, I love you 3000. So that was feel like something stupid, like a a father would actually say to his kids. Yeah. The final battle scene. Want to take a stab? How many visual effects artists it took to do the final battle scene, as well as how many weeks it took for them to accomplish that? I'm going to say 150. Mm -hmm. And it took four months. Kevin Israel. I'm going to say all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. A uh, hundred visual effects artists working for six months for 24 weeks. One of you has hit it dead nuts on. The final battle scene took 1,400 visual effects artists to complete the tasks, task in 16 weeks, a.k.a. four months. Wow. Good well, job, I was right Ralph. on one, but really off on the other. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Ralph's the That's best crazy. sniper we had so far in this fucking show, huh? That's crazy. I got two dead on already. I can't believe that. That's wild. And I didn't do any research other than listing the things I know I didn't like about the movie. That's I didn't fine. Actually, like, go into deep dive into, into that kind of stuff. Two more fun facts for you. The next one. Three more, excuse me. The only actor to have complete access to the script the entire time was... Robert Downey Jr. Jr. Yeah, that was an easy one. This is the first and only Marvel film to not have a post-credit scene. The only thing you hear at the very end is Downey hammering out his Iron Man suit from the first Iron Man film. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. That's cool. And yeah, that was was really cool. And I read this, and then I had to go back and fucking find the one thousandth of a second you see it. Do you know who you can see walking through the portal in the right before the final battle starts with Wasp? Howard the Duck. Oh, I heard that. I oh, is that true? You could and you look, you checked. Yeah, I did. Yep. That's they've awesome. been. They've been. There's so many fans out there pushing for there to be like a Howard the Duck revival. They were actually working on it. I heard before this fucking uh, COVID that they were going to do that. Which is I'm glad cool. that idea stopped dead in its yeah, tracks. Yeah, I just terrible. 
It's yeah. too, but it's, I mean, I get why, but it, it will never be what people want it to be. Like you have Rocket, you have Groot, you have these weird little yeah, characters. You have enough of them already. It's true. He was in Guardians too, right? It wasn't he? Yeah. He made a brief appearance in he Guardians. Was in the, he was in the post credit scene of Guardians of Guardians. Right. With, was, it a thing? was it with Del Toro? He's, he was also in one of those cages. He's one of the, yeah. one of the chambers, yeah. 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 This is as bad of, Howard the Duck is a bad of idea as it is redoing the Justice League fucking Snyder cut. I didn't want it. You got to do it. You got, you have to start, don't you? We I can't go to. one, we can't go one episode without you and I getting into it over this. Wait, Kevin Israel, uh, I'm going to call you just Israel to make it easier. Um, is it, um, are you a fan of Justice League? No, no. First of all, no, I wasn't a fan of Justice League, okay. but I, I, and I, I am very much looking forward to the Snyder cut and goatee stance is that if you fucked it up once, why are you going back over it? My stance is that Zack Snyder never got to have his movie made because of whatever reason he had to exit his family issues. Mm. So now we get to see at least actually how it was supposed to be and not when it was mushed together from two different directors' visions. So I think it'll be interesting to see. I didn't like any DC superhero movie. I think they all... You didn't like Shazam? Shazam's great. cute. Shazam's fun and cute, but is it a great movie? No. Compared to the others, it's incredible, but no. I like that. I, I I genuinely like Shazam. I like the post credit like scene. That was fun. The post credit scene was fun. Oh, uh, with the uh, the little with ant march and things. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I thought the first half of Wonder Woman was good. Yeah, I agree. The first half was good. Then it got really stupid. Aquaman yeah. was meh at best. Oh, I couldn't and make it. Through. It was it was Black Panther underwater. Yeah. yeah. Black Panther stunk also. Okay, I'm sorry. I wouldn't say it stunk. I mean, it's not as high. It didn't deserve the accolade. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. At one point, it had 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, fuck yourselves. You guilty white. You are not allowed to say that. You You can't. You know, it it is a a very good movie. I like it, but it's not 100% good. It's It's good enough that it fits into the pantheon of Marvel movies, but it doesn't go to the top. And Ralph, of course, says you're very well aware of the first black superhero, Blade. Blade was the first black superhero? You mean... 1998. In no, a movie. In no, a movie. Not yeah. true. No. Blank Man before that. Oh, you're so silly. And if you want to even get cuter, Meteor Man before that. Uh, and Kazam. Kazam with Shaq. Or yeah. Steel. <laughs> yeah, so uh, maybe in the... In the, uh, in in the, the Marvel big, world. In the big universe, in the Marvel universe. But yeah, there were others. My God, we can chop this shit up all night long, can't we? But no, we've invited Ralph Sutton to do what he's dying to do. And that is, Kevin Israel, got the the sacred cow. Wow. Wow. guys, You guys did that in unison quite nicely. So now I'm going to tell you the things I don't like about the movie that we're doing right now. Yeah, absolutely. Let's start with very simple three hours is just a fucking silly amount of time. Three hours is way too long when they could easily cut at least 30 minutes out of it. For instance, when Scott Lang, a.k.a. Um, Ant-Man, comes out of uh, the van, there's like 15, 20 minutes of him just walking around like, what happened? What's going on? Looking at the um, the, pla- the plaques of all the people dying, like they wasted at least 15 minutes on that. All that could have been resolved in a second, right? And what's stupid about that, by the way, since you just went through the whole movie, when Scott Lang is looking at the plaques on the walls, those lists of dead people, for whatever reason, are not in alphabetical order, which makes no sense. It bothered me when I saw it in the movie. How did they not spend the extra 30 seconds to not just make sure those names are in alphabetical order? It, it, it was. They were, uh, they, were, they were alphabetized by first name. 
That doesn't make any sense. But I first, know, but it was. No, because also, uh, watch it again. It's not right. That's not true. It's not by first name. Watch it again. You'll I see. did watch it. I watched it last night. Okay. Um, and also, there is no action in the movie for two fucking hours. The first two hours is closing storylines. The only real action, other than the 30 seconds of killing Thanos in the beginning, happens at the end of the movie. That's it. It's boring for two hours. Okay. The dumbest thing that happens is when they do find Thanos and uh, Thor cuts his head off. Rocket says, what did you do? For the reason to get that stupid line in, I went for the head. Nobody would say, what did you do when you cut someone's head? You know, you could say, why? Why did you do that? But no one would say, what did you do? So they could just get that dumb line in. That was really stupid. I, I have to say, I was convinced. And I, I, I think I posted online that they were going to basically do what they did. And then it was going to end with Thor cutting his head off. And he was going to say, I, th I thought that was going to be the final. I, this oh. time I went for the head. Yeah. And when it happened in the beginning, I was like, oh boy, this is going somewhere else. <laughs> and then the biggest problem with this movie, and this is true almost universally, time travel will never work out in the movie. There's always going to be issues when you try and fucking make time travel the answer. Okay? Let's talk with some very obvious ones. Why did five hours only pass for Ant-Man when five years passed for the rest of the universe, whereas for Wasp, she got a 100? That makes no sense. How come she aged so much? If she was in there the whole time in the quantum realm, she should not have aged. Right? I mean, all. she aged. But she aged dramatically, right? When you look at her... So Wasp went in, the Wasp, the mother, the original Wasp, you know. Oh, oh, oh I see what you're saying. I see what the original. She yeah. was 100 years old when she came out. You know, she looks like Michael Douglas's age. She shouldn't be because Ant-Man didn't age. It makes no sense, right? You open up too many holes when you do time travel. The biggest one being Captain America's ending makes no sense. Mm. When he shows up on the, um, on the porch at the end, on, on the bench, he can't be in that timeline. They establish that once you go back, you're in a different timeline. How the fuck did he get back there? It doesn't make any sense. So much so that the writers came out and said, oh, that's going to be a different story. It's not a different story. They fucked up. The problem, like, I've been a Marvel fan forever, and all these things just don't make sense. Here's a stupid thing. The snap, right? The great snap. It was daytime in Wakanda when it happened. It was daytime in America when it happened because Cliff was teaching his kids to uh, shoot arrows. How could it be at the same time in both sides of the world. It makes no sense. So I'm saying is that there's so much inconsistency in this movie. They didn't put the thought in that they did with all the other movies. What they did was let's make a movie to close all the timelines and put a button on this because it's not possible after 15 years of movies. When they say that the uh, snap kills 50% of all living creatures, does that include plants? Does that include microorganisms? When did Thanos decide that this is it anymore? Because we couldn't live if we lost half of our bacteria in our bodies. We, we would die. So none of it makes sense. That's number, the, the problem over and over again is this entire movie, none of it makes sense. Um, some dumb things in the movie. When uh, Clint's wife comes out, finally five years later, she picks up her phone and calls her husband. How is that possible? The phone's been off for five years. It still works? Who's paying that bill? It makes no sense. <laughs> right? Smart Hulk was never explained in any capacity. Like, how did that happen? Plus, what was that? What was that last one? Smart Professor Hulk. Hulk. 
Like, oh, why, okay. is he, why is he why is he They never explain it, right? And they castrate the two best characters in the movie, but it'd be Thor and Hulk. They don't use them at all. Fat Thor was funny for thirty seconds. They made it through the whole movie. At the end of the movie, when he finally turns into Thor, he could have gotten back to being Rip Thor. Could have made a joke like Asgard metabolism, and we'd go on, and it would be great to see him back as Thor. But they just thought it was too funny. Yet they cast those are everybody's two favorite characters, Thor and Hulk, in a battle. Neither one of them did shit the whole time. So there, I, there was footage of Hulk fighting Thanos, and I, I think it didn't make it in. But I think Marvel has always had a problem, and it's one of the reasons that Captain Marvel wasn't in most of the movie, is the power level of some of these characters would, would, off, would off balance everything. So as powerful as Hulk is, he could have just started beating shit out of everybody. So they, they, I see, I, I, I agree with you. I, right. I agree. Okay. Then um, the, the dumbest thing in this whole movie that, I mean, literally when I saw it in the theater, I outlay, said out loud, come on, which is when all the female superheroes get together for that one shot right which yeah. was let's give the sjw's what they want and then the weakest girl of all of them the girl with no powers says we got her back what the fuck are you gonna do she's got no powers. who was that that was, it was that was the wakanda soldier woman, right? so they don't have powers. They're just good fighters they're not they don't have any powers right it was just a very forced scene 100 in the movie right they totally dropped the thor Black Widow love story. They, I mean, that's our Thor. Hulk and Black Widow, they never resolve that. They're just not dating anymore. They don't even address it throughout the whole movie, which makes no sense. Wasn't and then, she dating, hold on, wasn't she dating, dating, I use in quotes, Hawkeye earlier on in the, uh, no, the story? you never, never. You never, you just got the, I mean, they sort of, when they when you first meet them, they, you could sort of think that maybe there's something romantic, but yeah. they quickly established that Hawkeye's got a family and... Yeah. There was was a, like that, was, that was a side pussy, I thought, but I don't know if there was anything. No, beyond I, that. I think it was always a a love for each other. I don't think there was no. ever any any, but uh, they definitely established that Hulk and her. That was a whole movie. The, the oh, yeah. getting real low, like that nonsense from the movies before. They don't even acknowledge that they're not dating anymore. What the fuck happened? They don't say anything. And then the other thing, again, I just because I'm a Marvel nerd, I collected these comics as a kid. I read them religiously. Captain America using Thor's hammer is fine. I'm fine with that. But Thor's lightning abilities is within Thor. The, the Captain America can't summon lightning with the fucking hammer. It makes no sense. Thor's okay. the only one that can do that. So the problem with this movie from start to finish is that they didn't really care. They, prior to this, they really cared about symmetry with all the movies. You could tie them in all together perfectly. This movie, they just said, we, we got to fucking wrap this up. Let's just wrap up all the storylines. And I'm sure if you look online, these are just things that I noticed. There's hundreds of other holes in this movie where, again, once you introduce time travel, there's always going to be problems. That's my rant. Wow. And I'm glad I have my nerd on my side. That's Kevin Israel. I'm not a comic book guy, and I knew you'd be able to go up against him with this. So this is good. And in fact, Kevin, I'm going to let you go first because I know you are champing at the bit to fire back at Ralph. So you go ahead with your notes. I started this movie. I was like, oh, you know what? It's, you know, I'll stop it every now and then to take notes because I knew Goatee was going to lean on me. But I got so into the movie at one point. I was like, I haven't take any notes. I have to go back and take really? notes. Oh, my God. I, I yeah. So, um, but I, there, I do have, I, I 100% agree with Ralph. There's tons 
of holes and inconsistencies in the movie. Um, one of the things that always bothered me was the snap when people evaporate. There, some people evaporate like that. Like Hawkeye's family evaporated in a second. Yeah. Spider-Man evaporated. It took like two minutes for him to evaporate. He got to have a conversation. They say that. I'm interrupting you. They say supposedly the stronger you are, the longer it takes you to evaporate. That would make sense because Spider-Man's stronger than his family that has no powers. That does make sense, but they never said that. Right. I mean, they they said it in the comic books. They never said that yeah. in the in the movie. But it, it I mean, it does make sense. But Thanos, also, Thanos went kind of slowish then. He went, he went slow. Thanos went very slow. Yeah. Well, he's slow-ish. also super powerful. Yeah. You know, by the way, I'm sorry. I just realized this. I don't mean to cut you off, Israel. But the other thing about Thanos is that in Infinity Wars, you almost could agree with his theory of overpopulation. We need to bring the universe into harmony. We're all eating too much. It all, it all kind of made you almost, he was almost humanized. But in this movie, he's like, well, fuck it. I'm going to kill everybody and start over. That totally threw his idea out the window. I ha- actually had a note about that too, that he, he wavers back and forth from, from being like genuinely evil to somebody with good ends that has a bad plan. And I think, th- I, I personally, I think Thanos, especially in the, in superhero movies, is one of the best villains. You yes. really get into Thanos's head and you really start to see that, like, it's like, and he starts making his whole point. You're kind of like, yeah, the guy is, I mean, if we could all just suck it up and close our eyes for 10 years, it wouldn't be that bad. Right, like, right. Um, that was Infinity War Thanos, though. And yes. game Thanos. Is a psychopath. Right, right, right. He flips the switch and he, right, he goes full, just kind of generic villain. Right. Um, one of my other problems with Thanos is it's never clear exactly, and this is, a, this is a problem that I have with all the characters kind of running through Marvel, and there's a lot of inconsistencies, is it's never clear how, how powerful and why is Thanos so powerful. He fights the Hulk, but he has the power stone in the gauntlet, and he fights and beats the shit out of the Hulk. He had the power stone, I could swallow that. I still think the Hulk would have put up a better fight, but I understand why they had to do it. But then he fights Thor, Captain America, all those people. He doesn't have the Power Stone. It's just him. And he breaks through Captain America's shield, which is supposed to be made of the most powerful metal in the universe. He beats the shit out of all of them without too much of a problem. And he doesn't have... How powerful were these Titans? How powerful was he? Well, I guess because, we're going to find out when the Eternals comes out because that's next, and they, he's technically related to the Eternals, right? right. I mean, but I just, I just feel like throughout the movies, they've never like Captain America sort of picked up a car in one movie, and then he fought a normal guy on a boat where he kicked him in the chest, and the guy kept fighting. Like if you're that, if you're pick up a car strong and you kick a human in the chest, he's dead. He's right. not getting up, and I don't care how good of a fighter he is. So the, I feel like they've always had that inconsistency through the movies of how strong, how powerful are these people. And it, it also goes back to one of my other notes is that I can never take Black Widow and Hawkeye seriously in any scene because they're <laughs> right. just normal people. Right. Well, like, I, that's they, why I liked in, in which, which one was it now? Not in the first Avengers where Hawkeye's job was to call out what was going on for it was the first Avengers. So he was up yeah, on the, that, on yeah, the, on that the roof. That made yeah. sense. He's a strategic guy. That's the, that's what you could use him for. But actual hand to hand combat when you have all these other people makes no sense. Yeah. It just, it, I never bought into it. I also never, I mean, I, I know why 
according to the story, but if you had the technology to make Iron Man suits and you had a team of people, some of whom who didn't have power, and they did it with Bruce, why wouldn't you have given Hawkeye and, and Scarlet Witch or Black Widow Iron Man suits? Makes like, sense. I would be like, bro, give me a suit. Like, you know, I'm a badass normally. You know how bad I'll be in one of these suits? Yeah. Like, it just, it was like, why are you hoarding this for yourself? And then you yeah, give it to your wife, who, wife, by the way, has never worn one of these suits before and suddenly knows exactly what to do. No, with she it. did wear one at the end of Iron Man 3. Yeah, that was the problem with Iron Man 3. Oh, uh, you know what? I saw that movie in the theater and I never saw it again. Yeah, yeah it was every, terrible. Iron Man 3, everyone wore a suit but Robert Downey Jr. in that movie. Like, he right. was barely in the suit. Wow, I, I have to go back. I completely forgot that she wore a, that she wore a suit. Good call, Kev. Thanks. Um, Captain Marvel is terrible. <laughs> and I don't know. <laughs> Pow! And I, and I don't know. It's, it's not the character's fault. I mean, the character is a bit of a, uh, um, I'm forgetting the term, Mary Kinds? Sue. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I went, like, just a perfect character. She's, like, kind of a Superman character. Right. Um, but what's her name does, is just a terrible actress. And. And yeah, there's rumors that trying to replace her because so many people don't like her. Yeah, and I and I know there was a whole outcry online, and people were came to her rescue and whatever. Look, she's just bad. It's nothing against her. She's pretty. I'm sure she's a very nice person. But she, they, every scene she was in, because that one scene where she first appears and Tony Stark sees her, you're supposed to be like, oh yes. Right, and I right. like knowing what she was. I was like, ah, this. We're gonna have to fucking deal with her now. Can you and then imagine? When she shows up, I, I hate to interrupt. Can you imagine okay. when they had? Because this came out like month and a half before. Sorry, Captain Marvel came out a month yeah. and a half before Avengers. So you can imagine the backlash that Marvel was like right in between. They go, "Oh fuck, man, we are screwed." So they had to go back and probably cut out some of her shit just to reduce yeah. that, that feeling, just consternation when people see her on the screen, like, "Oh, not her again, fuck." Yeah, it's really weird. And her whole, her whole, like, every exchange she had, the few interactions she had, she just brought nothing to the character. She brought nothing to enjoy the character. Most, almost all of the Marvel characters, there's something to enjoy about them. There's something kind of three dimensional about them where you get them. She had nothing. There's just nothing to that she's character. Another one that's wildly uh, hard to diagnose how much how strong she actually exactly. Is. Right. She and that's and that right and that's she's. A, Allegedly, she's supposed to be like the most powerful Avenger, um, and she's so and supposedly one of the most powerful characters in the Marvel universe. But which is why she, they could have never had her in the whole movie because she would have just solved everything herself. And it made sense when they say to her, she says, "There's other other worlds out there." That so makes sense why she's off planet. But when she comes, like her in that whole scene with her and Thanos, makes no sense whatsoever. Like, right? You shouldn't be struggling to fight the guy. Right? Yeah. She and yeah. Right. I think one of the funny things that I'm sure this has been talked about online, that in the end, the entire world universe was saved because a rat walked across a van's dashboard. Right. Which, but you know what? Yeah. I'm fine with that just for the idea that, you know, the things happen wild in the universe. The thing that I'm not fine with is when they do the snap and bring everybody back, right? There are people that died because those other people left. Like if you're a pilot of a plane and you went away, right. The whole plane died. Now you're back, but all those people are still dead. That's kind of weird. Well, that's a perfect entree to my next point. If you died in your room 
taking a shit in your bathroom and five years later that was turned into a subway did you suddenly reappear taking a shit in the middle of the subway yeah. like is that how it happened like did, did the hulk take time to think about all right let's put everywhere everybody somewhere nice and private in case they were just in the middle of taking a shit or mm -hmm. orgasming or whatever it was they were doing so when they reappear it's not you know in a classroom <laughs> It's true, and it's also again the the vagueness of all half of all living creatures really bothers me. It yeah. just it just becomes very hard to diagnose what that actually means. I, I and I, I think I want to say that I read somewhere that he did bring back all the people that subsequently died, like you said, because oh, of the snap. I never heard like that, that he he took that in that moment he was able to think of all because he even said you know he tried bringing Natasha back but he couldn't and. So supposedly he accounted for all of that stuff. Like if somebody was in a plane and that pl disappeared and that plane obviously isn't there anymore, they don't appear 30,000 feet in the air. Um, you know, it, when you're dealing with something like a, like such a, like a godlike power, you've got to start accounting for just ridiculousness. And of course, all the nerds out there who are going to think of all this shit. The they, kinda, they kind of did a little bit. They talked about in Spider-Man Homecoming. They gave a very brief, like, here's what happened when the snap happened five years ago. And they kind of, danced over it very, very fast, but right. not to the level that we're breaking it down. You're right. What if someone's taking a dump in a subway restaurant or on the subway, either or both shits happen there quite often anyway, but you're right. <laughs> What's going on where people reappear suddenly out of right. nowhere? Oh, wait a minute. I just got built in the middle of a foundation. I'm, you know, yeah, yeah exactly. About the fact that, I mean, they, to me, the, the, the telltale sign for me was that ending Tony Stark death, the funeral scene, right? Where they really are trying to tug on your heartstrings and really make you feel like, oh my God, this is so sad. I was just fucking annoyed. Like I didn't feel any emotion after the 15 years of following this. And it just felt so forced that scene. And they brought in the stupid kid from the, uh, Iron Man <laughs> yeah. just standing there just for people to Google it afterwards. You know, there was no other reason. I think they might be putting him in future movies. I think Great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Any scene where they're all standing together in a heroic stance looking at the camera makes absolutely no sense. I fucking hated it. So. No, no group of people ever stands like that and just look like, and there was, I think there was at least five or six times where they're standing as groups or walking as groups. And it's just like that never, life never goes down like that. It just, it, and it, it, it always, I mean, I get why it, I, it's a cool visual, but it's, and it makes sense in, in like in comic books. You always see it in comic books. With like the big guy standing over the little guy, and somebody's coming in on behind. But in, in when you see it live in living color, it it just seems a little awkward. Yeah, you know, like in every action movie everywhere, where people walk away calmly from an explosion, it doesn't happen in real life that way. I blame, I, was always, I blame Reservoir Dogs, where they all just walk slowly in the very beginning of the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was I was always disappointed that Cap, when he puts on the suit from the original Avengers, never looks and goes, "Wow, this looked ridiculous." Yeah, like his great. suits got so exponentially better through the movies, and that when you go back and watch that one, it's like wow, that really looked incredibly cheesy. I really would have loved if Thor went back into being in great shape when he when he turned into Thor. That know? would have been yeah, that would have been cool. It would have been a crowd cheering moment that you know, just like in uh in Thor Ragnarok. Uh, not to go off topic on a different movie, but when he was when Hulk was fighting the giant wolf, right? Yeah, he would have came out of the water riding the back of the wolf it would have been the fucking coolest thing in the world the whole crowd would have been cheering like nuts the they missed golden opportunity yeah that would that would have been badass that would have, that would have, so I, and i i'm a dog guy so i felt bad that he killed the dog like 
I, th- I thought there was a there was a better way to go with that, but that's just he was battling the wolf and when trampling through all the other bad guys. That would have been the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, it would have been a nice it would have been a nice nod to He Man if the Hulk yeah. was on the back of a wolf. Uh-huh. <laughs> Battle Cat. <laughs> yeah. What one of my big problems with this movie and with almost every other well, Infinity War and I, I, I guess uh, Avengers was that the, the generic trooper monster bad guys that just come out like an ant farm. You never really establish, like, what are they? Who are they? Should we care about them? Why are they fighting for Thanos? They're all ju- they're just stormtroopers. Like, it's literally just stormtroopers. Just, we need a bunch of things for them to fight. And there's no, there's no time spent explaining where this army came from and what they are. Like, I would have, I, they could have done something to make us at least interested in them. Yeah. Side of, short of just making them these kind of monster looking generic orcs from Lord of the Rings. Like they're all, it's all just kind of the same. Like you're a stormtrooper, you're an orc, you just go out, you're going to get killed. Nobody cares about you. Oh, um, I, the other thing I'd say is that in all of these Marvel movies, I'm, a, as I said, I'm obviously a big fan. I've gone back and rewatched every one of these movies except Endgame. Never once. In fact, prior to this show, I was like, you know what? I'm going to rewatch it. I just couldn't do it. I started, I'm like, I'm not into this. I stopped it. <laughs> wow. My last note, and Ralph pointed, sort, sort of pointed this out. Captain America figures out how to use the hammer really quick. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. faster. Like, I get a new TV, and it takes me two to three days to figure out how to use the remote. And he figured out how to use the hammer and make it fly and make it come back to him and shoot lightning at his ass. Like, he figured that all out in 13 seconds. Yeah. And it just, I mean, it would have been nice if he was, if there was a little thing like, like it comes back at him and he's like, oh my God, like something, but he just knows how to use it. And it's all perfect. And I mean, I I love Captain America, but I I thought that was just. If you already believe that Iron Man's wife can use the suit with no training, I guess you have to allow that to happen. Well, in the chronology of the movie, no, I didn't see that yet. So at that point, that was one of the more ridiculous things. But yeah, he kind of bops himself in the head with the hammer as he spins it or whatever. Whoops, yeah. you know, one of those. <laughs> that would be funny. That would have made sense. Like, oh, got to get used to this. That would have made sense. Yeah. But all of, that, all of that said, this was the fourth time I've seen this movie, and I did not get tired of it. Wow. Uh, it I, I, I agree with Ralph that there are a couple of points where they probably could have trimmed a little of the fat. It was a little, maybe it was a little so too long. long. Come on. It was three fucking hours. But you know what? And I, and I enjoyed almost every, every, every minute of it. I was surprised... At the point where they're in the where the missiles come down at the towards the end and blow up their base, and I paused it for a second. I was like, "Holy shit!" There's 58 minutes left in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? It didn't. It, from there, on, it didn't drag for me. I mean, it dragged a little with the Scott Lang stuff and some of the stuff in the beginning. I, I liked watching him though go through it because I liked being put. Because like I always wonder. One of my thi- one of my thoughts about these kind of movies is always like, what is the just a normal person doing in all this? How are they living? How are they experiencing this? And seeing him suddenly reappear and have to walk through the world, going, "What the fuck happened?" and make that realization, and then go back and see his kid who's now five years older, and like, right. I kind of, I, I like, I thought it made it a little more real as far hey, as. Man, what about the stupid scene where he asks the kid on the bike, um, "What happened?" and the kid just looks at him for thirty seconds, and then bikes away. Yes, that, no, you're right, happened? and you're one hundred percent right. There was. There was a lot of fat, but there was some. There was a lot of really, really good scenes. I thought the whole thing of Thor back in Asgard, I thought was great uh, with his mom, and I, I. They did a really good job using humor in the movie. I thought Thor was used really well as a, as a humor piece uh, 
Hemsworth Hemsworth surprisingly does comedy well. Yeah, um, that's what so like. I think that 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 changed with Ragnarok and this. You saw that he had. He even said he was going to walk away from Thor, but because of Ragnarok and the character in this, that it made him re-fall in love with the character yeah. so much that they're doing another Thor. Yep. Well, and I think Marvel realized with the backlash against DC for DC movies being too heavy, that Marvel was Marvel, and smartly so they re, they said, you know, we better start making these movies a little lighter and a little more fun, a little more enjoyable. I didn't and think well, with the way with the way Thor two yeah. ate a plate of a plate of dicks and bomb, they had to have no choice oh, yeah. but to but to punt and start over again because that was an absolute abortion. In fact, I didn't see Dark uh, World until I don't know how many years ago. I refused. I saw the first one in the theater. Thought it was just fine. It was fine, as I say. Mm-hmm. But I had no desire for the Dark World, and everyone said it's a piece of shit. So why rush to see it? And I finally did, but only, only you know after way after and goes oh when Ragnarok came out I go fuck that two was so bad I heard one was just at and everyone said nope Ragnarok is the tits trust me and I did and it was it's amazing Ragnarok yeah. that may be the best Marvel movie out of all of them I think it may be well, the and it, because it used its yeah. two main characters it used Thor great it used the Hulk great they, it was like a, almost like a buddy cop comedy it's type feel enough. like it was just the tone was perfect and the the pacing was perfect. Uh, the stuff going on Asgard was they still kept interesting. I mean, it was a really that was a really well paced movie. But I, you know what, my my, if I was going to make a complaint about Endgame, it would be that it can't stand alone as a movie. You could watch, you could feasibly watch Infinity War, having never seen any of the other yeah. movies, and basically get what was going on and enjoy it. My you mom, couldn't come into you couldn't come into Endgame with no knowledge and get it. My mom, who's never seen a superhero movie in her life, loved Ragnarok. I told her just go see it. I think you'd enjoy it. She loved it. You couldn't do that with this movie. And really, come on, it's literally, I just went through today to see, and it was two hours in before the fight starts. And there's really no action other than fucking Hawkeye and, and Black Widow doing a stupid fight for the Soul Stone, who's going to die. There's no fighting. There's no action for two hours. Well, I, I, I mean, I agree with you, but... The, I, I was wondering, because my wife and I, when COVID first hit, we watched Infinity War one night and then Endgame again, and we enjoyed them both. And then, so watching it today, I was like, I wonder if this is going to drag. And it, it didn't for me. I really Israel is, yes, it does. <laughs> no. So, I, you know what? I, I stand by this movie. I think it, there are tons of holes. It's not perfect, but they were they were they were pulling off something that no other film franchise has ever of course, managed you know to do. It really bothered me that they spend a solid two minutes explaining how time travel works. This is how we do time travel in the Marvel universe, and then they break their own fucking rule with Captain America. Like, why bother? Setting that all up and then fucking it up at the end. Well, and it's a fuck. And what was Captain America doing for those next subsequent seventy years or eighty well, years? If you could, that's why they said that might be another story. To tell that's fine. Maybe just stay with that woman. Maybe it wasn't whoever the fuck. That doesn't. That's not the issue. How the fuck did he get back there? Is the issue when you've already established he can't. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, I, I don't argue with any of it. All I will tell you is that I still love the movie. Well, there's no accounting for people that are retarded. Wow. Kevin Israel, give me a number. Uh, an eight. These notes brought to you by guttingthesacredcow.com, where you can go on our website every week and get some kick-ass merch, hats, bags, shirts, coffee mugs, you name it. And that is also where you buy tickets for our live show. That's right. January 23rd, 2021 at the AMC Theater in Clifton. Come see Kevin. Come see me. Come see Bill and Joanne from Compound Media. Take on the Karate Kid. 
That's right. Get your tickets right. That just made Ralph's butthole pucker up a little bit. Yeah. Are you guys against the Karate Kid or you're for the Karate Kid? We will find out. Oh, they're against it. You'll have to find out where we sit after. Oh, they're against 23rd. it. Wow. How the fuck could you be against the Karate Kid? No. Well, they got to be young. They gotta therein be young. lies the rub. 25 hours will find you out pretty damn fast. <laughs> Who is it? Who's coming? Who is it from Compound? Bill Bill Schultz and Joanne Osashinsky, the morning oh, wow. host. Yeah, yeah. I do that show a lot. That's yeah, funny. Me too. I love, we love those guys. They love us, and they're a big fan. They've done the show twice, three times a piece. They're great. Love them both. Yeah. So, guttingthesacredcow.com wow. for articles every day as well. So, here are my thoughts. And it's great having two comic book guys on this shit because I, I'm just a – Cart- I watch the cartoons. I don't know this shit. This is like when people watch football or baseball and I have to explain the intricacies. You guys, this is your world. Fantastic. Here we go. Every time they show Captain America on the screen, you have to wonder how many extras dangled on that sweet, sweet rod of his in-between takes. Forget saving the phones. From the, forget saving the stones from Thanos for just one second. What would you guys do? I would detour and stop myself, go back in time and stop young Kevin from saying dumb shit that prevented me from getting laid in a surefire situation, especially the time I told a girl, you know, this is the second best pair of tits I've seen today. But in her defense, she was the third girl I've seen that day. Fair enough. Every time I see Gwyneth Paltrow, I wonder how little she got paid to do this film if she has to sell candles that smell like her box. I can understand that this is 1998 sliding doors, Gwyneth Paltrow. But this is 2020 post-Coldplay divorce, Gwyneth Paltrow. Jesus Christ, selling everything but the kitchen sink now. The angry assassin Clint Barnes story did not do it for me, not one bit. In fact, Hawkeye had the Wall Street slash uh, MMA fighting haircut that douchebags get as a Groupon into MMA gyms. Thank you. Besides Black Widow throwing around those Russian double Ds in Avengers Tower, I'll ask resident nerd Kevin Israel what other Avengers were fucking in the comic books. Mm, well, uh, Scarlet Witch and uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision. Vision. Right. I I don't know that they actually they had a relate. No, they had a relationship in the in the comic books. They had a kid. Yeah. Oh. Um. Did Captain America have a? relationship no no i mean let me try to think anyone i'm going through the marvel roster yeah i mean a couple of the people that a couple of the characters that are not in the movies were in were in relationships okay but yeah not. but as far as as far as the main hijinks in the in the movies i don't think there was a there was a lot of okay it would have been cool if thor i mean if hulk really fucked uh black widow and in it with his big green hog that would have been cool he would have yeah, kind of ruined a load that had a vapor trail like a tomahawk missile through her. You want to you want to talk about an inconsistency in the uh, uh, the Ed Norton Hulk, which is canon to Marvel to the MCU, when he's with uh, Liv, whatever Tyler, name is, Tyler, and they start to mess around, and then he looks at his watch. He's like, "Oh, we can't do this because I might turn." It, it was like that was never a thing. Right. They would never said if the Hulk, if Bruce Banner was banging, he would turn into the Hulk. That was <laughs> never. That was never suggested. It was anger. It wasn't yeah. his heart rate. I was going to say, what happens when he gets hypertension at age 55? Yeah, right. He's going to be through the fucking roof unless he's on some, you right. know, anti Or he goes pressure. for a heavy jog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'd get really fat. 
My question to you folks, who would you Thanos snap off the planet? Here are three people immediately that come to my mind. People who openly admit to having trigger warnings, people who have to explain every origin story of their tattoos, and people who wear college football jerseys when they vacation in international countries. Oh, that last one's a good one. Thank yeah, you. I would, I would add to the tattoo people that get mad when you ask about their crazy elaborate tattoo that they're splaying out for everyone to see, and you ask about it, and they get insulted and say, oh, that's private, that's for me. <laughs> that's a fucking billboard, you asshole. <laughs> Especially the teardrop tattoo. Thanos, easily in the top five of all-time Marvin, Marvel film, film villains. I'll go through the list. I'm sure you guys are going to shit on it. Magneto's in there without a question. Thanos, obviously. Green Goblin. I, the movie's not that great, but I think Defoe played a great Green Goblin. I thought he was fun. Um, Winter Soldier was a fantastic villain in, in the second Captain America. Yeah, sure. And I'm going to go on a, on a real, with a Dark Horse special. I loved Hela from Thor Ragnarok. I thought Kate Blanchett was awesome in that. Oh, really? I hated her. Did I, thought, really? I, think, I think Loki is probably the best villain. I was going to put that, but I thought everyone, everyone's going to fucking do it. That's too easy. Yeah, but I thought, he's, so, he's so interesting because of his relationship with his brother. Yeah. Where they kind of love, hate each other. Right. When well, the audience love, hates him. Like yeah. you, they, they do a very good job. My problem with Hela is that, and that was really my only problem with Ragnarok, is that she comes, she sort of comes out of nowhere. She's infinitely powerful. So much more powerful than her brothers, which they never really explain why she's so much more powerful than Thor and Loki. And they're just, she was just, they just wanted to make a super powerful villain that could get Thor out of the way. Well, I always thought it was because she was the firstborn, so she was more powerful. And then Thor would be second more, but Loki was never really uh, his kid anyway. That's true. That's so true. That, to me, that was my, again, like I always try and look at rationales to the universe. That if they make sense to me, I'm like, okay, I'm all right with that. But when they start falling apart is when I get really fucking annoyed. Yeah. Rene okay. Russo is still unbelievably hot. Wait, which one is she? Rene, see, she's Thor's mom. mom. Thor's oh, mom. Yeah, she's right. I forget that was Good. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Still holding it together beautifully. Her yeah. and uh, yeah, mine. Go check out the, uh, the Thomas Crown Affair. She gets Yes. Thomas, right? It's a great movie, too. Enjoyed it. I call me a sentimental asshole. I love this scene with, with Stark and his dad in the lab and all the back yeah. banter back and forth. And you're a fucking robot. If you'd mean to tell me when you heard him on the radio on your left and Avengers assemble, if that didn't bring on a serious case of douche chills, your heart is blacker than mine. It still did. It's still, I know. when me I watch too. it now. Yep. yep. And oh, I forgot. And when he picks up the hammer, I'm like, oh, shivers right up your fucking butthole. Oh, I love that. Yeah, there's a couple of good moments for right. sure. Right. It got a little dusty for me when Iron Man dies. I just, he's just a part of everything. He's the linchpin to this whole thing. It kind of a little, ah, a little, it's still got a little dusty in there. I enjoy, as I said before, I enjoy superhero films, but not as much, obviously, as Kevin Israel does. I have, so I have zero preconceived notions or, or expectations from what, except what I've seen in the cartoons. That being said, this film is almost as insanely close to perfect as it comes. This is my second favorite superhero next to the Dark Knight. I don't care yeah. if it's three hours long. I love JFK. That's three and a half hours long, and that's still fucking brilliant. I don't think it drags at all. I love, love, love this film. Except Ralph has done something that not many people have done. I shall now lower my score half a point 
as he made some excellent cases. Oh, all right. That's something. He did. No, he, how many people have done that, Kevin? Seriously, three? I, yeah, I can't. I mean, I know it's happened. I can't think of them right now. I'm giving it an eight as well. I was all set to give it an eight and a half or nine, even if I said it depends if I get drunk enough. Eight and a half <laughs> for sure. But eight, he made too many good points. I'm like, damn, that's good. I didn't. Again, you guys know this shit way better than I do. Some things, I'm just as a fan enjoying it and just ingesting it. But a few right. things you're like, ah, you made some great points, Ralph. I fu- but you still didn't talk you off the ledge. This film's fucking great. I love it. It's amazing. Eight all the way. But nonetheless, yeah. great job. Again, that's, that's a feather in your cap. Again, not I, me. I'm, happy. Yeah, I'm the kind of guy that I get every single inside joke that they write for the fans. Right. You know, like in the movies, because I was so obsessed with these comics as a kid. You know, but I still, again, I'm not one of these people that are going to get mad that a character is slightly portrayed differently in the movie than they are in the comic books because I understand that limitation, you know, okay. or that, or it might be better for the story to, to pivot a little bit on how they're represented. That being said, I get very annoyed when you establish your canon and then deviate from it. Right. That bothers me. The one part I was going to contest with you is that you said there's a lack of action. You're right. For the first two hours, the lack of action. The last hour is nothing but fucking top ten action. So I think it's a funny statement, by the way. For the first two hours, sure, nothing. (laughs) Action-wise, great exposition. Everything's getting tied together, the big fucking red bow, and it's great. But is it the last battle scene is just bonkers. All right. Critics, five-star reviews. Critics, five-star reviews. Critics, five-star reviews. Critics, five-star reviews. What the Russo brothers did here is take high expectations and blow them out of the water with an emotionally thrilling finale. Get ready to be moved. Endgame is nothing short of a deserved send-off to the Infinity Saga, stamping an impressive mark on the cultural psyche. It has been one hell of a ride. If Infinity War wanted to blow you away, Endgame wants to punch you in the gut and leave you a speechless, quivering wreck. Avengers Endgame is the most, quote, superhero, superhero movie ever made. That's my answer. (laughs) The Peter Griffin response. (laughs) Meg. (laughs) Critics, one-star reviews. Critics, one-star reviews. Critics, one-star reviews. I wouldn't have believed the breezy and tongue-in-cheek Avengers Assemble would evolve into such an odiously self-important endeavor a mere seven years later. Someone's got the elbow patches out, corduroy jacket, and the fucking corncob pipe smoking and pontificating. Yeah, I have a literature degree. It's the movie itself that is overblown and half-baked, and without the audience, it's something of a glorified in-joke. I'll take things that don't mean anything when read out loud for 400. (laughs) Chris Hemsworth walks off with the three-hour cameo extravaganza. The talking rodent comes in second. Doesn't anybody deserve to die? Maybe she missed the part where Black Widow offed herself. But also, how is it a cameo if you're one of the lead actors in a movie? I don't understand that at all. These are reviewers. He just reads them. He doesn't interpret them. Yeah, I don't. (laughs) I love that for you guys. (laughs) Now, here's where I lose my shit with this one-star review. Are you ready? Let's take a guess if you can figure out what this person is and looks like. Endgame fails its female characters by devaluing them and forgets 
It's characters of color entirely. Oh, this Lord. reviewer did not watch the same fucking movie that we did because this twat missed the entire third act where all the women come together to carry the fucking gauntlet. And there are a ton of color people of color throughout the film. You know she wrote this and then posted on some uber progressive website to get her woke points. By the way, can't cash those in at a Dave and Buster's for a spider ring or a comically large pencil, honey. You know, by the way, when you said it, it reminded me one other thing. I want to bring up one more thing. Everybody in the end of Endgame can handle the fucking gems. They're running the gems from one place to the other, where prior to this movie, you needed special boxes or yeah. special containers. But then this one, every you know, Hawkeye's running with the gems. No problem. Makes no sense. I thought it was good to kind of keep them from being damaged in transportation. Yeah, but you, no, no, they, you couldn't hold them. That's why people would hold them. They would die. Oh, well, the Tesseract, I remember that, but. I'm glad that I dropped you a half point. It makes me happy. Kevin, did you give your score? I mean, Israel, did you give your, your points? Uh, mine was an eight and it stayed an eight. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Amazon five star reviews. Five star reviews. Amazon five star reviews. I didn't see it in the theater because it, three hours is too long for me to sit there. LOL. So I decided to wait until it was available for purchase. I am so glad that I did. Absolutely worth the wait. Now, I'm a spoilers person, so I was already prepared for the person, or so I thought. My eyes are red, my nose is stuffy, and I can't stop crying. Gay. I thought that was leading into a poem. <laughs> my eyes are red, my nose is stuffy. I'm watching this mood. was. That's like the Beavis and Butthead when they're doing limericks. The phone is ringing, <laughs> so I may not linger. So look out, but here comes my finger. <laughs> Here I sit, brokenhearted, paid a quarter, then I farted. <laughs> I've heard that differently. <laughs> second, best, second best show ever made. I'll fight you fucks right now. <laughs> it's equal parts nostalgic, funny, triumphant, and goobery. What's goobery? I've never heard that one. No idea. I saw a lot of one-star reviews, and I read the first 20 of them. And without a single exception, exception they all made some kind of anti-SJW, parentheses, liberal ridiculousness, comment. They're all very silly and not, did not actually watch the movie. There is no insane, all-inclusive liberal bias. It just includes everyone, and for a cast of 100 people, no women or minorities get any above-average screen time. What a ridiculous complaint. I despise First of all, I don't think anybody reads 20 of these reviews I just, for yep. Kevin Goatee. <laughs> because they have and to. And that's his job. Yeah. <laughs> I despise long movies, parentheses, I get bored easily, but this is possibly the one only one I can watch over and over and over again and never get tired or bored of. My boyfriend got me into the Marvel Universe, parentheses, I was always into X-Men, but he introduced me to these movies when we met. And I was amazed at how fast I fell in love with each and every single Marvel movie, except for Tom Holland's Spider-Man films because Andrew Garfield is king. Ugh. Wow. That is wrong. That's a Russian bot, right, guys? We can, we can, we can all admit that. That's yeah. Right. Okay. The title of this next review I'm about to read is Sup. I love this movie, mainly because it is part of the story. I am so glad Captain Marvel is only in the movie for about the first 20 minutes or whatever. I seriously dislike her. She is the reason I waited this long to watch it. The movie became one of those maybe movies. How is this a maybe movie when it's a fucking billion-dollar affair? 
whatevs. What I mainly disliked about this film was the fact that it focused a lot on what everyone is sensitive about. Minority, feminist, being normal, being fat, being insensitive. The movie essentially got lost in America's sensitivity, being careful not to offend anyone. And Captain America gave his shield to Falcon, not Bucky. Why? You know what? I have to agree with that. That That's a great point. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I don't understand why Bucky wouldn't be the next Captain America. He has the he has the serum, and I know Bucky became Captain America in the comic books, but he has the he has the serum in him. He's been through the same thing Captain America's been through. He clearly, I don't understand how Falcon's going to be Captain America without Falcon having superpowers. Have, he doesn't have superpowers. I agree with that. I agree with that one hundred percent. Yeah. And now the most. Amazon one-star reviews I've ever called. Some of them are long, but bear with me. Believe me, they pay off. Amazon one-star reviews. It's time for Amazon one-star reviews. Amazon one-star reviews. The force-fed female-slash-SJW agenda is on full display here, having the women be the most powerful characters in the movie. This is done with the subtlety of being smashed over the head with a cinder block. For what is supposed to be the finale of 11 years' worth of movies, there is virtually no action, because who wants to see that in a superhero movie? That took some David Copperfield-level magic to pull that off, but, but they did slow clap. Bravo. The film also runs for an obscene three hours when two would have been fine. We needed to see everyone hug in all combinations, essentially seeing the same five, seeing the same scene five times. The emotional scenes miss me, like using the toilet in the middle of the night due to the phone in script. This movie has the energy of an 88-year-old woman on a dialysis machine. A lot of low talking and me not caring. Wow. Yeah, I like that person. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like Ralph wrote that. I think you read my review. <laughs> oh, I, I, I do I do sit down to pee in the middle of the night because I got tired of waking up with my bathroom smelling like the penguin aquarium the next day or two. Turn the light on. I do, but I don't want to fuck up my eyes trying to go back to sleep yeah, immediately. Oh, no, yeah, they make that light in the toilet, that little night light that's like keeps the light in the rim lit up. It was on Shark Tank. Oh. It's a great do idea. Have, do you have one? I don't have one, but uh, I don't get up to pee in the middle of the night, really. Oh, lucky you. You're the, you're the luckiest 50-year-old ever. I was say, your prostate's <laughs> not the size of a coconut at, yet? At 44, I wake up at least once a night to pee. I when do, I, too. I go to bed uh, around, around 11 or 12 every night, and I sleep straight through till 6 in the morning every day. Oh. Well, good for you. Thank you. I'm glad to know your circadian rhythm story here, Ralph. Glad that we could get that out of the way. You <laughs> there are several things that killed this movie. One, the absence of Hulk. They went with this lame Professor Hulk that didn't do anything. He didn't smash. He didn't fight. He was useless. We never got the Thanos versus Hulk rematch everyone wanted. Number two, Captain Marvel is annoying. Brie Larson always has this dumb, angry look on her face. She's the worst character in the MCU. She's the most unlikable character they could have created. I'm just glad she was absent for most of the movie. Three, there is very little Doctor Strange in this movie. He barely did anything, even though he's one of the best characters. Four, it would have made much, much more sense for Bucky to be the next Captain America because since he's Steve Rogers' longtime friend and they're both super soldiers – I don't know why they make Falcon the next Captain America. 
Oh boy! Usual in the beginning of the next movie, Falcon. Wait, I, I I forgot a note that he that he brought up that I'd like to add and that uh, Ralph touched on. The Professor Hulk story—that's the story I want to see. If they don't at some point make a movie of Bruce Banner fighting with the internal struggle to, they just glossed over that. They, he was just like, "Yeah, you know, we worked it out." Oh, okay, and we just moved on. They they do kind of like you know in the story in the line that he he really is not. It doesn't work well for him as Professor Hulk in the in the comic book. No. And you can see that the way he acts to the kids, the way he's talking to people when he's doing the time travel, that he's not the normal Bruce Banner. You could see that at least. Right. They've kind of addressed it a little bit, but maybe they'll expand on it in an upcoming movie. I don't know. This next one is very long, but very worth it. Yes, it's cool to have a diversity of characters. George Lucas was doing that long before it was all the rage. But now it has to be a blatant, crass, in-your-face effort to shove white guys out of the picture altogether. Once again, this is a crazy pendulum phenomenon, this lunatic idea that nothing will be equal, just, or utopic until X faction of people is defeated. Sound familiar, liberals? What distinguishes you from the Nazi, from the Nationalist Socialist German Workers Party anyway? Not much I can see besides the people you're persecuting. Do you ever stop to look at the bigger picture, to practice the kindness you vehemently preach, or to consider you're being brainwashed into your own variety of of hate by those you control the airwaves. I have lived all over this country and almost everyone has been friendly to almost everyone almost all the time. Suddenly, God, suddenly everyone has to be furious about the latest injustice they're suffering and by God, everyone must blame everyone else. Hey, maybe Disney can use its mega powers to wipe Stanley from history and replace him with a more socially acceptable comic creator. Before you berate me, let me tell you, I'm not an aging white man waving a Southern flag. I'm a middle-aged white mom who has a college degree and lots of life experience, not to mention a fascination with world cultures and friends from all walks of life. I have no particular religious, political, or political affiliation. And did I mention I practice yoga? Don't put me in one of your boxes. You practice yoga? Nobody would have guessed that. Yeah. And by yeah. the way, I have a black friend. Yeah. <laughs> P.S. Wonder no, if my-, my friend, he's my driver, but we call yeah. him. <laughs> we call him those people. <laughs> wonder if my review will be deleted for the third time. Guys, <laughs> my- <laughs> that's hilarious. My question is over under eight and a half number of times she's been put in Facebook or Twitter jail. <laughs> First of all, it's great that she wrote it three times because you know she didn't cut and paste it. So she had no. to retype that whole thing. <laughs> or maybe she saved it in Word. It goes, just in case those liberal fucks try and get me again. <laughs> this last one, a little lengthy, but boy, boy, is it a doozy. Glorification of homosexual behavior of in any manner is abhorrent. To use what could be a fun family movie is such a vehicle as evil. I did see a parallel in the Bible that all abominations, including that behavior, will be destroyed quite possibly in a similar manner. Homophobic, the Bible says to love the sinner, hate the sin. But if the intent is evil, then the person and the sin is to be abhorred. I will not share this movie with, with an adult or child, especially a child. I will delete and cancel my subscription at this one movie. Homophobic, no, I'm not afraid of you. I am afraid of the damage you are doing to children. Homophobic, ask uh. God that question. Better yet, make it an accusation. Make it sound convincing. Have the opportunity, have the opportunity to view eternity. Signed, Andy Dick. <laughs> I wonder what, what uh, scene would be considered homophobic. 
The 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 date scene where they got right. where he's like, "Hey, I went out with the dinner with a guy," oh, and yeah, that right. part. I, he, that guy typed that while he was whipping his own back. <laughs> this guy has a bigger axe to grind than Storm Chaser, Thor's new axe. And now I always close with a favorite, and this is a Kevin Israel favorite. Sorry, but I'm glad I only rented the standard definition version. <laughs> Who in the double fuck saves a dollar on a film when this film is shot exclusively with IMAX cameras? The one time you want to pony up is this film. Somebody who doesn't know what IMAX cameras are. Mm. I didn't know you could still rent an SD. You can. Amazon has yeah. that uh, option. Oh, that's hilarious. Kevin Israel, did Ralph Sutton gut the sacred cow? You know what? He uh, he makes a lot of great points, but this is this this cow is the size of the Empire State Building. This is a giant, giant cow, and I don't think any mortal could take this down after two point two billion dollars and eleven. How many movies was it? Fifteen movies? I think it was fifteen movies. Yeah. I mean, it's you made a lot of great points, and your time travel point is your time travel point is fantastic, and. Anytime a movie rests its entire the the entire climax the climax the entire resolution on time travel you're always going to get a, a weakness they did it with in Star Trek um, yeah. when you saw the whole time travel issue it's it's always problematic unless your whole movie is about time travel like Back to the, the Future, Future which is one of the best right. movies ever made yep um, and also if it's an encapsulated movie it's one or two movies it's easier to make that work right. as opposed to fifteen movies that have to make sense still. Right. But this, this movie did, paid so much great service to its characters. It did a great job juggling. I can't even remember. I, I saw a list somewhere of 70 some odd different characters. Um, so unfortunately, Ralph didn't, I don't think he did gut the sacred cow, but he definitely did give it a, 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 a real good chop to the neck. All right. I'll take it. I'll take it, guys. I how agree. Many, I agree. How many times did somebody actually win and talk you guys out of liking a movie? Never. But they. But again, you're in rare company where you've talked me out of dropping my score. Some if, if the cows, if, if it's a bad film, sometimes all it takes is a boop, and then that's right. it. But this film, it, this was such a Herculean task. You did. You got me to drop my score, which again, pat yourself on the back. It's a very rare occurrence. But as Kevin said, this is a this is a, an Empire State build, building. One, it, it's, it's one so thing this podcast done. has done is on rewatch. It's made me realize um, a lot of movies that I went into being like, "Oh, I love this movie," and then watching it again. Because when you start watching it for, with a more critical eye than just mm-hmm. enjoying it, you start to pull out. And it's and you know what? I I say fuck Kevin Goatee for coming up with this idea because <laughs> it's I, I watch movies with a much different intent now, right. especially when I'm watching them for the episode. Luckily, I can still watch a movie. And just enjoy it and walk away from it. But when I watch a movie that I know is going to be in an episode, I've definitely discovered a number of movies that then the guest has come on and really, really taken the wind out of the sails. There was a scene in, I don't know if you guys watch Family Guy regularly or not. Oh, yeah. I've seen every episode. There's a scene where they talk about Shawshank Redemption. Did you see that scene? How long ago was this episode? Maybe two or three years ago. Okay. And uh, he said, you know, the, 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 uh, the cutaway was, I had, you know, at that time I went to the, uh, Shawshank Redemption convention, right? And he's there talking to the director of Shawshank, <laughs> uh, not the director, uh, the guy, the main guy in it. What's his name again? The main lead. Andy Dufresne. Yeah, whatever his real name is. In, Tim in, Robbins. Tim Robbins. And he says, Tim, I have one question. Yeah, how did you make the poster so tight that a rock could go through it when you crawled through and you were on the other side? It's not possible. Yeah. Right. 
And he goes, well, did you, you know, we just have the suspension of disbelief. Did you not enjoy the movie anyway? And he goes, well, I enjoyed it till that point, which is funny. <laughs> and it's true because you realize that not possible when he's in the, he's in a cell by himself. How did he reaffix the poster? It's not possible. Right. Well, there. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? That doesn't take away from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's got too much good credit in its bank. I'm like, it's like if you go on a 10-game betting winning streak and you lose money, you go, ah, fuck oh, it. Yeah. I lost one. There, there's there, there's a, the last one I'm saying closing. There, there's a, remember Ocean's, the first one, Ocean's 11? Yeah, sure. I, when I went to see it in the theater, my first reaction when they bring, when they, um, it's all the porn flyers in the, in the vault at the end right. of the big scene, my first reaction when watching it was like, they didn't show how they brought those flyers in there. There's no way they didn't. They weren't able to bring all the flyers in. They were in the bags. They were not in the bags. The bags were deflated when they brought them in. And what they did in the movies, if you get the DVD commentary, they admitted that it was a mistake. And they decided, yeah, and they decided it was too late along the way. And they just said, "Fuck it, we're just going to film it anyway." Wow. You're the first person to admit to watching a commentary from a film back, you know, in the last 20 years. <laughs> no, I did. I, you know, it's funny. Is I that, used to watch them too. I'm not, I'm not like a funny. I used to watch them all the time, but I haven't watched them in so long though. I used to love it, but I actually didn't watch it because the reason why I knew that is a friend of mine that I went to the movie with, I leaned to him and said that to him in the movie. Years later, he called me because he watched the fucking DVD commentary. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, that's wow. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Making Ralph ruining movies for everybody. Hey, I ruined I, I, I ruined I ruined six cents for my buddies when that I go. He's dead. He's not talking to anybody. Oh, fuck you! And Twenty minutes later, they're like, "Oh, dude, that's a good call, man." Yeah, it's, there's a lot of things that when you're watching, you're like, "Ah, oh, fuck it." But you have again. I'm fine with suspension of disbelief as long as it fits in within the construct of the reality you're creating. Right. Ralph, you've been a hell of a guest. We love you to death. It's been a, it's been yeah, a great Yeah, you are awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, again, shout out where we can find you, what you're up to. Uh, and follow me everywhere at I am Ralph Sutton, the SDR show everywhere at the SDR show and goodsugar.live for that one uh, for my Good Sugar Wellness podcast. Uh, the SDR show has had some fucking amazing guests this year. Ray Romano, Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, Static X, Ace Freely. I mean, we really have been knocking it out of the park with guests lately. And we went to two days a week. Usually Jay's on at least once a week, sometimes two, big Jay Okerson. Mm. But nowadays, I because of COVID, I tape when I can. I'll take any if it's a guest I want, I used to wait till Jay could do it. But nowadays, I mean I'm just home so much because of COVID, I tape anything and everything. We've had some some amazing, amazing episodes of the show. Kevin Israel, awesome. good for you. Where the folk where can the folks find you? Uh, KevinIsrael.com. You can get my album, The Struggle Is Real, um, on uh, iTunes and everywhere else you get movies. KevinGoatee.com, but more importantly, like I said before, guttingthesacredcow.com. Get your tickets for the live show. We've sold out a third of the tickets already in just about a week. They are going to go because it is a socially distanced movie theater, so it is a limited number of tickets available. Do not dick around. If the event is canceled, don't worry. Get your money back. Don't sweat it. Guttingthesacredcow.com every day has articles, blogs, you name it, great toilet reading as we like to call it, and of course, grab a shirt, hat, bag, mug, also there. Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel. Ralph, thanks again for coming on, man. Great job. We appreciate it. We'll see you next time. Thank you for having me. You got it. Take care, guys.